Hi, I'm John Kim. And I'm Buddy Wakefield. We're two non-blondes in a podcast dedicated to probably awful people just trying to get shit right. Buddy's going to open each week with a poem that doesn't suck to set the table for all of us to put our cards on it. And John will stay numb to his feelings, but open to discourse. Quick disclaimer, this unedited podcast never gets in the way of an episode going wherever it wants to go. Having pushed panic buttons and pedal metal down the throats of freeways and crashed like heavy glass ashtrays into our own homes broadside with department store force and a gas can, distended stomachs and all of God's holes having shown off our momentum for yawning as a clever way to denigrate deeds of kindness having created enough minimum wage faith to distract orphans from the exit rows then thrown holding pattern parties in their honor only to present each other with our own names on on gold plaques bolted to a fountain of toll booths used to get dressed up up in our go 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 and gone uninterrupted by the signs that serve to encourage calming down it is good to know i have finally been loosening my grip on the expectation that our thumbs will necessarily oppose each other in the next life there is a next life and it is my understanding we will not necessarily be binge drinking bros wearing greek lampshades paying for friendships based on how pornographic our breath smells i will not necessarily find myself rationalizing with computer gamers and overly polite customer service robots about how much life is lost on all alternative realities or how much violence the peaceful consumer causes the results of our language cannot be programmed there is there is no proper way to hide the rampage with whom we have been banking there are no words thick enough to conceal the transparencies in these stories i have crafted out of loopholes and nothing but net the next life is being offered to us daily via live streaming satellite by entitled white rabbits and tragedy addicts dragging their fingernail file cabinets across records of the damage my nerves have done don't do that inglorious preachers of a sensational game sensations and games are at the root of why we are walking so inefficiently warped 45s with a credit card swagger charging up a sad sad path like like ray charles singing seven spanish angels to the bottom of the barrel in broad daylight stop congregating in the valley just because an echo sounds good when it agrees with itself a trajectory of misery at this point seems intentional we have y'all we have all the information we need to see clearly we are no longer toddlers on the landscape of consciousness it is no longer cute to crap ourselves get the sticky off your buns and roll with me There's no need for a night guard if it is still allowing your jaw to pulverize the truth, y'all. The truth is, here it is, we feel fine right now. We are a point of complete, not a soundtrack to the next life. The future gets no say in who we are. Thank you, some of you, for laughing at the joke earlier about sticky buns. That was sweet. This is nuts. Optional. Listen. Having listened 
to the parentheses of passive aggression and made far too, bra- too much bracket in response, incriminating ourselves as sucker punches and sucker fish, soaker hoses and preying on the dead weight of fashion forward food for overpopulation, having inflicted the most amount of pleasure with the least harm done and called it progress. I am still without fail eligible to remind us that there is a reason the future gets so agitated by our advances. We are not built to barge ahead of ourselves and fast forward on a flat fifth wheel made out of spokespeople for progress who fly off the handle whenever anyone taps the brakes, throw it in park, gauge the pressure. Renunciation is not a frigid concept. It is okay to abandon the tackle practice of having and crashing and having and crashing through the circuit board of carrier pigeons carrying torch carriers over an orchestra of strung out 16th notes composed on a matchstick that struck out and broke off but did not burn up at the future keeps finding us in these uncomfortable positions. They might mistake us for honest before honest is actually true. How honest is it that we drink until we are dehydrated? If my throat turns to carbonated leather and you hang me like a lucky foot from the rear view mirror while barreling down the freeway, toll booth after toll booth and a heavy glass ashtray wondering how the hell it is freeways got to be so goddamn expensive. Remember this, the white rabbit is said to be a symbol of human beings who are pompous and belittling toward anything they deem less valuable than themselves, yet they grovel to accommodate anyone from whom they stand to gain. To what end are you gaining? I'm not speaking to our governments. I'm speaking to the way we govern ourselves. Make your stopwatch live up to its name. We are not late for an important date. What we have simply shown up too early for the next life and forgot to knock, forgot that the future doesn't want us to arrive. It knows that if we do, it dies. As if people on stilts really need you to offer them more gravity. Woo! <clears throat> My goodness, John. There's a reason we picked that one this week. What was, what, what was the category? I was going to ask you, what was the, the catalyst uh, for that poem? You said three reasons. What were they? What are they? Last week, last week you, you asked if you could call me Sticky Buns as a nickname. Uh, and I asked, and I preferred Sunny Buns, but Sticky Buns was actually a mention in this poem I wrote in 2013. And I knew you wouldn't believe me, so I just had to pull it out. There's two other reasons. Another one is yesterday, uh, okay, day before yesterday, one of my best friends, Andrea Gibson, told me that uh, uh, we create joy. And I thought it was the most mundane, boring line of inspiration I'd ever heard in my life. But I was walking down the street and Willie Nelson and Ray Charles, Seven Spanish Angels came on. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me what playlist it was in. But it did. And I began, when I, when I thought about how we create joy, this song was playing and there's a lyric in it that says, if you take me back to Texas, you won't take me back alive. And I began to walk faster. My whole flesh goosed and I, I, I was generating joy intentionally and knowing how far I've come since fucking Texas, growing up gay in the South. And uh, I was, I was just generating, I've been generating joy since Andrew and I had that talk, no matter how many times I ever heard that phrase, it's stuck. And the last reason is because of today's touchy subject of the day. That looks prompted, but it's not. But it is the third reason. In here we say, uh, the white rabbit 
is said to be a symbol of human beings who are pompous and belittling toward anything they deem less valuable than themselves, yet they grovel to accommodate anyone from whom they stand to gain. And today what we're talking about on our touchy subject, John, is uh, how you, who you are when no one's looking. Yes. How you treat people when no one's looking, how you treat yourself when no one's yeah. looking, the way you behave. Whew, that was a mouthful. That was, yeah. that was 10 minutes of mouthful. Not that I've not had that before, but let's... <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next week. And buddy, thank you. <laughs> um, hey, I want to rewind because you touched upon a subject that is uh, um, that resonates with me. Uh, but before, I just want to say, can you remind me about six minutes in to take the quarter of this blue pill? Because on our Google Doc, Vanessa and I have intimacy time, and uh, I'm 49. And uh, sometimes it takes a quarter of a pill. I, I don't need the whole pill. It's too much. I, just a quarter. It's like having someone in the stands at a. Oh, it's so. I'm, I had. Do you know how long it took me to piece together what's even starting to happen right now? What's so you happen? guys have sexy time after our podcast. Well, I'm just now understanding what's happening. We, so you we, need me to write and remind you six minutes into the podcast to take a to take a quarter of a Viagra. Is that what I'm hearing? It's a, it, yes, because it takes thirty minutes to kick in, and if I don't do time it right, then um, it, it because right after that we have to go pick up our, our daughter, and so um, I, I said to me, I said to myself, I made a promise to myself many years ago that I would never be in a relationship where we would schedule sex because it's not romantic and it's stupid, and who does that? You know, I don't want to be that couple. What are we? 85? You got a kid. Well, guess what we're doing now? We're scheduling. It's in the Google Doc, buddy. And so I just... Do not have sex in your Google Doc right now. <laughs> please tell me. Please tell me you at least got that one committed to memory. It's in the Google Doc. It has... Oh every, every, well, it, it's not a doc. It's a, the Google Calendar. Uh, that is our... Without that, everything uh, collapses like a, like, a, like a house of cards. So... Um, in more ways than one. Just remind me, buddy. I'm reminding you right now, take one quarter. By the way, I'm impressed that you've only got to take a quarter. I'm 49, man. Um, I'm 48, and I'm taking the whole thing. I don't want its oh. chance. I don't want to chance anything. I just when, when he says when he says what milligram is, I'm just like, give me what you give me the best you got, Doc. I'm not gonna test it around. I don't want to show up. I don't want to risk showing up not present. So just yeah. give me whatever you got. For you, does it sometimes work and sometimes not work, or does it work every single time? Well, it's. I'm, I don't think I'm a fair person to answer because I mixed drugs and, and sex so long together that sometimes yeah. I just. I mean, there's. I don't I, know. I, I think. When, I think when it's I'm placebo. sober, when I'm now, now, when I'm sober, and I've got and I've got the right stuff, I, I think it works for me most of the time when I'm sober. Um, but because I was such a chemsex guy, it took a long time to. Yeah, this is not that episode. We are. We are way bird walking. But anyway, uh, speaking of speaking wait, of wait, okay, buddy. Hold on. You went okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute myself right now, but you'll see me vanish for two seconds while I run to the frigorifico and grab a water. That's, that's Portuguese for refrigerator. Hold on. What I wanted to talk about was um, this idea of producing joy, and it lands for me because I think it's an ability. And, you know, um, most, not most of my life, maybe half my life, I used to be miserable. And one of the reasons was... I didn't have this ability, you know, I lived in dread and worry. That was my state daily. And so to produce joy, um, it takes effort, it takes intention. I think it takes a daily practice. And so when Buddy's friend, Andrea Gibson, um, also another very talented poet, said, uh, uh, you gotta produce joy. What was, what was her quote? 
Their quote, well, I think they were just quoting somebody else because they read a bunch of, of, of fantastic, a bunch of fantastic, uh, helpful books such as The Untethered Soul and The Power of Now and things like that. And so right. you, just, you just, they just truly believe you, you, that you can create your own joy. Yes. And yes. I, mean, I mean, in what we do, everyone says that, but it stuck the other day. Hey, by the way, uh, The Power of Now is one of your favorite books. So don't don't talk shit about that book. A, break, a, uh, a New Earth is, is my favorite. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's also, by the way, it's also Oprah's. Just uh, throwing it out there. Um, may also share a birthday with... Uh, I'm going to mute. Um, let's get to the touchy subject. It's a good one. It's a good one. And uh, the touchy subject today is who are you when, when, when no one's watching? Um, buddy, I'll go first. I'll say a few things and then I'll hit, hit the ball to you. And also, uh, please, in the room, can you put in the chat, everyone, who are you when no one's watching? Who are you behind closed doors? Like specific examples. Yes. Um, and I believe that uh, it, it doesn't make you inauthentic if you are different when you're alone. I think it just makes you human, you know? Uh, I think there's this misconception about authenticity, meaning it has to be like consistent across the board every moment of your life. And, um, you know, unless you're Jesus or Buddha or it just we're human. Right. So um, when I'm alone, I am inconsistent. I am uh, reactive. I am impatient. I am in my head often when I'm alone. Uh, I dip into lower frequencies. Um, I worry. I, I, I have some dread. Um, and, and many times I snap back. I snap back to who I used to be before, you know, my hero's journey. And all that happens, but all that happens less than when it did 10 years ago, right? I just don't live there. That's the difference. Buddy, who are you, who are you when you're alone? Boy, you know, uh, I, you came with such a succinct answer, and I just came with like a... Don't judge your answer. This is not a performance, buddy. Well, it's just splat I just came. I just came with splatter paint. Yeah. I want to say first. I feel I have felt most in my life, and what's also been the source of my problem. Uh, and you know, serendipity is my superpower. I have most felt in my life like the white rabbit, where uh, I have often uh, given a shit less about what I deem less valuable than the situation and grovel to accommodate anything I think is going to advance me. And what I mean by that is like, you know, if, if I'm showing up to a party or friends or we're dinner, wherever I'm coming with a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. If, if I'm, if I've got to go through TSA or talk to somebody at my health insurance company, I, uh, I, there are no, I, I remember one time, I remember one time having a great time time with some friends and I left and there was someone giving me a ticket parking enforcement and I had been awesome to everybody all night we've been talking about the the good stuff and the things that make us better people and all that and I abandoned ship I completely lost myself and I said hey do you do you know that you ruin people's day for your for a living mm. not having any idea who that person was right. why they had to get that job right um, but just the shittiest little uppercut for me to them that no one would ever see that's some that's some two-faced bullshit right there and i've done the same thing at tsa i'm a i've been in my in my life i have been a total piece of shit with tsa people trying to do their job 
Now, I've never seen this. A lot, side of it's of an assumption, a lot of it's an assumption of who they're being and, and the kind of job they took and what it takes to want that job. But um, it's not on me. My, my job, what's on me is to, is to walk my talk. And you and I both know I, I, I prefer to aim in the trajectory of things that are going to make this world a lighter place. And, and it doesn't happen with me being a dense asshole half the time. Um, th this is a great reminder because the, 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 the parking enforcement people, I think, uh, because it's very, very easy for us to be, be kind to uh, servers and busboys and people of service. But when it comes to the parking enforcement person, especially if they're writing us a ticket, we all turn into assholes. I mean, we come at them with karate kicks and shit, you know, and I feel bad for them because um that's their job and they have to face that every day i mean speaking of worry and dread imagine what it's like for them to get up every morning and go to work knowing that people are gonna you know possibly assault them unless unless they're narcissistic sadists who actually enjoy it we don't right. know though <laughs> and, and i'm not allowed I, you know i don't feel comfortable asking <laughs> i think some people actually enjoy those jobs i genuinely do uh but that's not for me to decide how I'm to treat them. It's, it's if I'm going to treat, you know, <clears throat> people, when I walk into a room, and this is, just, this is just something I've noticed from being me for 48 years, people expect to smile or to laugh or to feel at ease in some regard. And um, uh, I can't do that 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. it, costs, it costs a lot. Yeah. And, and my energy engine cuts off the moment I'm alone. Or the, and in fact, it cuts off most with the people I'm co most comfortable around with. My friends, uh, uh, my, my dearest friends, my, my 100 percenters, my, friend, my closest friends in my family, they know when I'm out of energy. They know when I'm out of steam. And it, 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 I have rest, resting bitch face, and most people don't know it. I can't be bothered to smile. I can't be bothered to lift my face. And... I, uh, I would love to be able to strike more of a balance uh, as time moves on so that it's a more realistic expectation both from myself and from others of, of how I present. Yeah, um, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I hear sometimes about the, the, the people that are always, um, not just here, but I experience people that are just always joyful. I actually feel like you're that way, um, always uh, a beacon of light, never really see, you know, throwing chairs or being angry. And um, I always get jealous because um, most people that don't know me think I'm an asshole because I also have a uh, resting bitch face. I've got these two, um, I call them Marky Marks, to these two furrows. And um, I just always... <laughs> That's what I call my underwear. And I'm also, and I'm also very. Um, people don't know this. I'm introverted. I'm, I'm, I, I can be extroverted, but, but um, I'm, I'm a very pensive, introverted, quiet guy that likes to be alone a lot. And so, um, when I'm out in public, especially if someone approaches me because they, they uh, uh, follow me online or something, I get weird, man. And yeah. then I feel shitty about it. But um, because they yeah. know you intimately, and you can't give that back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, or in that moment, I can't give it if them back. But if you know me and you see that my humor is dry and and I am a certain way, then you're like, oh, okay, there's something behind that. Um, but it takes time to to see the person behind that, you know. Yeah, I do know. You know, I um, I'm working with a sponsor. 
<laughs> as some of you know, <laughs> and not one that's paying me to do commercials. Uh, one, that's calling me out, one that's just calling me out on all my shit. And um, How many days have you been sober? Oh, John, Kim, we had that vulnerable episode already, and I thought oh, we could... I'm just, we, don't, we don't have to go there. I'm just doing a little touching right. base. I'm just doing a little touching right. base. Just say a Let's... number and we move on. We're not going to go there. Okay, well, are we talking alcohol? Say yes. Say yes, we're talking about alcohol. Okay, alcohol, yes. 1,067 days. Holy shit, good for you. All right, so you have, you have a, a sponsor. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for skipping the rest of them. Yeah, and thank, thank you for the reminder, speaking of producing joy. Yeah, yeah. Fucker. <laughs> I tried to remind you right at the if beginning. If you're listening, I just dropped a quarter of a Viagra pill because sex has been scheduled right after this. Okay, go on, buddy. That's not hallucinating. So... The fifth step, uh, which took me two and a half years to get to the first time, uh, and, 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 and since I've had to reset, since I've had to hit the reset button, it took me three weeks. Um, but I'm coming up on it, uh, which also just outs my sober time. But uh, the fifth step is admitting to my, to admitting the exact nature of my wrongs, and. What I'm, and I couldn't be more excited about that because I thought that's what I've been doing all along through writing and through everything else. But it turns out I've just been telling myself a lot of stories to, to sound vulnerable and feel vulnerable. And I, I can't say that I've unearthed the exact nature of my wrongs, but I am excited that the, the book that I'm working through and the sponsor are, are, are helping me pin it down in ways that I didn't see coming. And, <clears throat> and they're not trying. They're just saying what they see. There's a lot of experience looking at me and going, no, that's, that's not actually what's happening here, buddy. And, um, uh, and it brings up for me, um, so I think the exact nature of my wrongs <clears throat> lies within what the subject is today. The difference between how people perceive me and how I am when no one's looking. It's also the screenplay that I've been writing right now, tentatively all right, this, I'm say, I'm caught, this is dibs on the name you're going to hear. Don't try and take it because it's already being written. The Armageddon Lemonade Stand. And I'm really excited uh, because the whole script explores the difference between who I am when people are watching and who I am when, I'm, when they're not. I mean, it's, it's based on my own experiences. It's obviously going to be a fictional, you know, a fictional character with poetic license, able to just go balls wall and everything. But... <clears throat> um, Boiling it down further, I do want to bring it back to the point that was being made in the poem and at the beginning is that I do believe people really have to look at the white rabbit nest that shows up in everything nowadays. I mean, it, with, with few exceptions, where people um, to varying degrees are pompous and belittling toward things they deem less valuable than themselves, and they grovel to accommodate anyone from whom they stand to gain. It's at a gross level, in, 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 a, in a macro way, I have, I have enough faith in humanity that there are a ton of people who aren't as extreme as that definition. But to some degree, I think we fall on either side of that line. And I just want to call attention to it. If there was ever a time to, this is the platform I have to do that. I just want you to check everybody to check out how much they show up as a white rabbit. I know for me, it's been to an alarming degree, an embarrassing degree. And I'm really thankful to have the peop, friends and people around me to call me out on it and to admit the exact nature of my wrongs so that I can actually dissolve and get past it. I want to say one more thing, John, if I may. I don't know how much this does or doesn't have to do with it, but it came, but it, it came up today earlier. Uh, 
while I'm sitting here calling everybody out, I think there are, I mean, not think, I know there are obviously things that contribute to us growing into behaving in those ways. And I remember seeing a therapist one time, just once, and uh, she said, uh, she said to me the strangest question, <clears throat> I wish I had it verbatim, but it was something like, so what was the trauma? Like, can you pinpoint the trauma? <laughs> I was fucking annoyed. And I said, the whole thing. The whole thing was the trauma. Front to back. I don't remember the time when there wasn't trauma. <laughs> Were you listening? <laughs> and I know that all of us are doing the best we can possibly do. And we do walk into a room full of friends and we are able to pull together that smile. It's not an ought and it doesn't mean you're fake just because you're not that way all the time. You're giving it the best you got. And I'm just here to say to myself and hopefully some other folks, I really hope that I can start even more so remembering to conjure that up before I talk to the health insurance woman on the phone or uh, yeah. anybody that seems inconsequential that is a real person and having a rough fucking time too right now more than ever yeah i love that message buddy and uh just a reminder especially with what's happening in the world and all the the rage and anger and resistance um man just to go back to be kind to people you know um, I think that's a great reminder. And if you were a, or if you are a white rabbit, I'm going to say I'm a yellow sheep because uh, I uh, was a follower most of my 20s, um, especially when I was a screenwriter, uh, exchanging a lot of my truth for membership. And uh, the reason why I'm a yellow sheep is because I went rogue and because I started to, you know, um, do things that wasn't um, in, in, in the kind of um, uh, uh, what you should do. Uh, as a 35 year old or as you know an Asian or as uh, whatever right and so um, doing that um, man that was the game changer that made me connect to myself and allowed me to um, produce more more joy in my life um, but anyway hey what if we end with um, confessions what if we end with uh, um, Let's do that. I, 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 I love that idea, especially if you're headed for that for the audience. But I want to say one more thing before we yeah. before we run that out. Of course. I was, if you remember, we were. I wanted this to be the the very first touchy subject, but I want to bring caffeine into this. Yeah. This yeah. seems. I think everything has to do with everything. There's a point of connection in everything. If you haven't seen Daniel's new film, uh, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, you have to. But I genuinely believe caffeine's the problem it's the fucking problem y'all everything speeding is bad now somebody told that to me that's not my that's not my statement in this life but i haven't been able to disprove it quite yet everything speeding is bad and by bad it just sort of leans toward the negative sphere of things everything speeding and I never knew why I hated this life so much growing up beyond the fact that I was gay until I realized, uh, having never had caffeine, that all you motherfuckers are on caffeine. <laughs> all of you. It's madness. It, I couldn't keep up. This life was just leaving me in the dust. And 
now that I, you know, when I work out, I have some and it, it, it throws me for a loop. But I've noticed, here's where I'm at with it. Lately, I've had a shit ton of caffeine to try and keep up as I'm in recovery and I don't want to dick around right now. I really want to do, I want, I want to run as fast as I can to the light. I'm trying to keep it all in balance, but I know if I don't have some sort of motivation beyond my own, beyond my own stuff that I've been remotivating with for years, uh, I, 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 might, I might have to slog it out too much. And so right now I am utilizing caffeine and trying to keep that in balance. Also, my body is replenishing with carbs like a motherfucker. <laughs> and, and so I noticed in the last couple of days, I've had so much caffeine and, and, and basically pieces though running through my body. I have become an aggro shithead over the smallest things. And I just mm. want to point out as we talk about kindness and we talk about how we show up to not neglect the things that may lend to us behaving that way. I think it's really important because you and I usually touch on some sort of metaphysical or or we aspect or we take things one one step farther just to give a little insight on what might cause this. And for me, I want to I want to just point a finger in that direction as an awareness. If you know, there's the whole hungry, angry, lonely, tired thing. There's also are you fucking speeding your mind out in 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 grips of caffeine and shitty food um because this behavior it's a that's a great reminder i agree with you i'm someone um who spends uh north of 300 a month on very expensive overpriced coffee i have like four cups a day um a cup of coffee for me is a pour over it's like nine dollars so um i'm definitely I someone what's that this is why i hate your texts <laughs> exactly but I, I agree with you in that um I'm not going to stop drinking coffee because going back to joy, it, it is nectar for me. But I do agree with you in that the world is caffeinated and we are all running fast, me included. So um, a lot of times I'll drink coffee, but it'll be decaf and I will just drink it because I like the taste of coffee. Also, if you want, if you want to run to the light, by the way, uh, buddy, the light's behind you. So if you turn your camera that way, we could actually see your face because you're always back. Is this, there. Another, is this another coaching? Is this another coaching <laughs> about how I set up my because I always do the light, lighting wrong? No, this is just me trying to be funny. Um, okay. It's a dad joke. Buddy, let's end with, uh, I don't know if the word confessions is too strong, but I love how uh, you, when you started this episode, said, you know what, man, I was a dick to the person that wrote me the, uh, the, the, the ticket or was trying to give me a ticket um, because my meter ran out. I said to them, you ruin people's day for a living. Yeah, which is hurtful. And I, and I, thought, that was, I thought that was okay. Right. What are some confessions in the room uh, if you want to just type in so it makes everyone feel less alone? Um, and, and, and as you do that, I want to read some, some other things. Uh, when we're talking about what you, you, what you do a, a, alone and how you're different, someone wrote, I used to be drunk when I was alone, uh, like almost always, and I don't miss that. When I'm alone, I can be fearful. I am uh, my most authentic self when I'm alone. Well, that's kind of interesting because sometimes people alone are very authentic, but out in public, they may not be. I'm not saying this is you, but that's also a thing, right? Uh, I am worrisome. And uh, when I'm alone, um, the real me when I'm alone, learning to uh, take out public, uh, what the hell is me, like me or don't. 
Uh, I'm you. I don't know. I don't. I think I wrote that. I'm usually at war with myself when left to my own devices. Man, who can't relate to that one? I feel the same way, John. You uh, just worded it so much better than I would. Just anxious. I do feel it's a good time to sit with my feelings and work through them. Thank you. Okay, now going back to uh, this idea of confessions. Does anyone have any as we end? I'm trying to think of some myself. Uh, I, you know what? I've been really um, impatient with people, uh, and also you, buddy. And and you know, texting. By the way, texting you can't you can't gauge. It's not an accurate form of communication. And also, there's a huge time difference that I forget. And so sometimes I'll text buddy, and buddy will text back. It's fucking two a.m. here. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not good at math. I don't think about where you are. I still assume you're in L.A. I know you're in Portugal. Um, but I, I definitely need to be kinder to people uh, because I want to. I don't want to be the do as I say, not as I do kind of guy. But wait just a second. Let's back up here and talk about your you being upset with me or impatient with me because anything I've said about you, I'm just joking. I don't ever really. Oh, dislike I'm, I'm, I'm never. I'm never upset with you, buddy. Never. Um, I, I can be uh, uh, impatient with a lot of people, including. Um, Vanessa, I can be impatient with that. I've never seen you be impatient. I, I can be. I can be. I used to be a steamroller. Um, I, I took the quarter of that blue pill because I could be impatient with my penis. See, Are like, you no, working hard right now? No, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> Another dad joke. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's my confession, you know, and um, it's something that I'm realizing, and I'm glad you brought this up because um, I'm going to, for the rest of the week, really try to be patient and kinder to people in general. Um, I think we are assholes to people that we love more than strangers. And I think we should be aware of that as well. You know, my confession. Thank you, John. Hey, real quick. Someone says I've, I've engaged in reckless, addictive behaviors. And uh, uh, thank you for that confession. Uh, many have. Right. Yeah. 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 To say the least. Yes. <laughs> reckless is a nice. I'll take that word. <laughs> a fine reckless. line between reckless and producing joy. Reckless <laughs> and um, okay, so um, my confession is this because uh, it's it's a it's a big part of the script that I'm on right now, and I have uh, yet to have to be forced to eloquently find the right words. But um, uh, uh, my shit is so f my sh I'm so angry when I think when loneliness and anger. And the little self-pity have enough time to, to kick it. I think terrible things can happen. I've been single for eight and a half years. I've, I've learned to navigate the loneliness largely. I'm not rushing anything. I'm not getting desperate. Uh, sometimes my reward system situation is fucked, which is why potential choices, bad choices. But when anger gets in, when anger gets in there, it can get terrifying. And then self-pity. Um, and so where I'm going with this is that the confession is, I really like myself. I really love hanging out with other people. I love how people see me happy. I, I, I think I'm that way largely a lot of the time. But when I'm not, there's not a whole lot of in-between. I shoot straight to fucking demon spawn. And no one sees this because I'm such a masochist. It usually happens to just myself and I don't have the heart to take it out on others. I, now, I am transparent. People can see when I'm penetratingly unapproachable. But when I get home... It is a, I don't think it's a, it's an uncontained or teretic situation. I think it's a, 
I will hold it and I will try really hard, like, oh, buddy, please don't freak out, please. And then, uh, but there have been moments in the last two years, especially struggling with addiction, where the best I could explain it the other day to a friend of mine was Rottweiler. And I don't want you to picture like a Rottweiler aimlessly, you know, ripping around the house. Like I'm talking about laying in bed on my back and the anger building up so much that I don't know what to do other than growl it the fuck out. And it is so visceral and real. I can only describe it as a pit bull or, or Rottweiler, the degree to which the anger uh, lets itself out that way. And I've, I've actually damaged my voice a couple of times doing it. Now, I don't mean to make it sound like it happens all the time, but it has happened three or four times. And I can, in my voice the next day, will be completely raspy because that's how I let it go. I think some people are like, they go to a retreat and they get each other to scream into pillows or have laughing things. And 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 and, and I, I find that to be a, a, an angle on forced fun uh, or forced whatever. But uh, for me, doing that by myself, that's my confession, is that it has been almost a demonic bark. <laughs> yeah. I want to um, second what someone just chatted in the, in the box or the room here, and um, he or she says that, uh, thank you for your honesty, buddy. So I really appreciate that. I wonder if it's also an artist thing. I, I know a lot of artists, musicians um, who maneuver in extremes and who go from, um, you know, gratitude and, and life is beautiful to what's the point of this all in a very short amount of time so yeah and I and I have a I have I have a uh, I have my own version of that of that as well so thank you for humanizing yourself buddy and uh of course hey, man, you too someone that cares about you and, and is a friend um it makes me sad but it also um I don't want to label it it's 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 just truth right Everyone, thank you for hanging out. Um, if you enjoy this, tell a friend. We are here every Thursday at 12 o'clock PST. Always Buddy starts with one of his poems, and then we get, get into it. Um, and, you know, I was just going to say that uh, this, this podcast is a little weird, but you know what? It's not, that's not, it's not weird. It's just raw. <laughs> I don't want to label it. It's it's zero it's it's zero to one twenty pretty fast to just we're not here to fuck around and talk about some boring shit. Yeah, and, yeah. And and it is it's taken me this is episode six now, it's taken me till five at least to to realize, God damn, this is it. Anybody can hear it. Anybody can everybody has access to all this nonsense. This is no longer I'm no longer hiding anything. It's uh it's terrifying as fuck. I uh I, uh, I think it comes out of my mouth so easy sometimes just because of being on stage for 20 years with poetry. But you and I get into this in, into the into the intricate stuff that <clears throat> let me say that I, I love being a writer because I can edit myself when I speak. I'm so fallible. And these podcasts have been testing my perfectionism and mm -hmm. pushing it to the maximum. It, it is it is utter terror for me. You and I have agreed to 20, at least 24 of these episodes, though. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I believe that this podcast for you, buddy, is um, a form of treatment in some way. You know, I think um, there's something else happening with us doing this. And I think, um, of course, putting a black light to your perfectionism. Uh, but, you know, things are tipping because that five episodes was your runway. And now I see fearlessness in you. I see transparency. I see vulnerability. 
and I see you just being raw, you know, which is actually bigger than you because the people listening, it's going to help them as well. Right. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited about our, our future episodes because I don't know where they're going to go. What's interesting about me and Buddy, our mag- magnets flip because we don't hit the ball back. We kind of just talk and take the football to the <laughs> – if we played basketball, we would never pass the ball. We're just shooting, shooting and shit, right? Um, and so it's and then, like – And then I would yell at you. Right. Well, it's like 10 minutes of Buddy talking and then 10 minutes of John talking and it's over. Anyway. Um, thank you everyone for hanging out and um... hey we've got some special guests coming up too we want y'all to know and also uh, uh, finding new ways to uh, in, in include those who I know most of y'all just like to show up in here and be here and be part of it but I would really like to find more ways to incorporate you uh, I think we might get somebody to come in and just moderate uh, yep. so that so that we don't have to watch the chat and try to carry in conversation the whole time but but somebody can come in and get help get y'all involved too uh, yeah, then, I, I would love engagement, and and you could leave the video off if you want, but um, more than just a chat, actually having um, people uh, speak and give us their uh, revelations as well. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, thanks everybody. 